0: What is up, Level Up Nation, and welcome to Wednesday, September 13th edition of Level Up Live, your home for gaming and esports news, brought to you by OTN Media. My name is Fiasco, you can call me John, and I am joined as always by the king of the courtside, he who has not made it to planet Earth and Starfield yet, (laughs) the courtside king, Joey. What's up, buddy?
1: I've sailed around a little bit in the universe, but yes, I've not touched down just yet. Um, but it'll come, I'm sure. It'll come soon enough. I know you are making your way through quite a bit of the main story. I've gotten sidetracked a little bit with side quests, uh, as I usually do. So we're doing our own pace thing. We do have some Starfield to talk about on today's show, John. I'm excited about that. Uh, and for those who are not deep into it or have not started the game, we'll give you a little bit of a spoiler warning. So maybe we'll start nice and light. We'll give you a warning. We'll go into little spoilers and then kind of wrap things Back around. Um, but John, I know you and I have been playing a lot of Starfield and it has pretty much consumed our last couple weeks over here.
0: Yeah. Um, my boss is not happy with me. My uh, <laughs> productivity at work has gone downhill. Um, I have tried to commit corporate espionage multiple times as a side quest <laughs> from Starfield in my own office. Uh, yes, that means I stole a donut off my boss's desk. Um, he still doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't watch the podcast. Why? Because he's a boomer. Uh simple as that. He has no idea. Did you actually
1: steal a donut off his desk?
0: Absolutely not. I don't want okay, anything that hoping. Steve has touched. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Absolutely not. That man is well, first off, he would have to be in the office to get a donut. But she's oh. you know there. Nation, uh, this is not John Complains about his full time job podcast. This is actually the level up podcast. And if you're tuning in, it means you probably should be following on social media as well. Uh, There's a cool little platform formerly known as Twitter, now going by a single letter X because Elon Musk is a freak. Um, Follow us there on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Thread. Uh, Everything is OTN Media except for Instagram and Threads. It's OTN underscore media. Uh, By all means, please feel free to flood DM and absolutely harass uh, the account holder that has OTN Media uh, on Instagram and threads so we can get it from them. Uh, don't actually do that. That's that's not cool. Uh, but what is cool is following Joey and myself uh, at Courtside King and at Fiasco. Uh, that is unified across the board. So uh, that is on every single flipping platform. So look us up there. Nation, while the live show is the place to be here live on Twitch, normally on Thursday nights, uh, we have the podcast available as well roughly 24 hours after recording. It is the Level Up podcast available on your podcatcher of choice extra credit. You have Amazon Prime. Don't lie to us. I can see into your soul right now. You have it, which means you have a Twitch Prime sub to use. Use it on OTN and earn Joey's eternal love and affection virtually uh, by using that Prime sub on OTN Media. Joey touched on a little bit. It's going to be Starfield, Starfield, Starfield. I can't wait to talk about it. But what else are we talking about today on today's episode?
1: yeah absolutely it's been a couple weeks guys we're not going to drown you with everything that's happened over the last couple weeks but pretty much just honing in on what the big things are this week uh for john and i that includes starfield that's pretty much consumed our last couple weeks and we will consume plenty of this week as well so we're going to touch on a little bit of what we're experiencing that as well as some of the reviews that have come out since it launched from there we're going to go into this unity situation uh, obviously unity if you've been on any social media platform and follow anyone in gaming uh, it has been a giant mess over there They put out some new, um, I would call them predatory business type of um, rules and models that they kind of have thrown onto their developers and people that use their software to create games. It's not a great way of going about things, and they're taking a lot of heat for it. We're going to dive into that situation, what it means for indie developers, what it means for you and I as gamers, uh, and do we think Unity will eventually roll that back? We'll kind of touch all on that here then from there we're going to go into some showcases two of which are tomorrow uh that's thursday september 14th for those listening to this possibly later down the line for those live with us on twitch mark your calendars there's a nintendo direct and a playstation state of play tomorrow and we're also going to touch on some of the other upcoming showcases in the next seven to ten days or so ahead then from there if we have some more time there's a new league of legends champion that caught john and i's eye that we'd like to touch on as well as game pass core launching tomorrow so those might make the end of the show but the big things today starfield unity and those showcases with game goodness ahead
0: all right joey beverage of choice because i want to jump right into starfield what you got
1: uh i am just drinking water at the moment uh key lime la croix left over for my dinner I just finished <laughs> what'd you have for dinner uh, I had buffalo chicken salad. Hey yo! Yeah, switching things <laughs> Bruh, up a little
0: bit. Why did you not share? You know what? We're, we're gonna have a talk after this. I'm not. <laughs> this is not acceptable. I had lasagna.
1: Hey, uh, re- that's pretty
0: good too. <laughs> it was reheated
1: leftover lasagna. I, don't I mean, lasagna is great reheated. Don't get me wrong. Uh,
0: drinking Coke Zero because I still can't break my soda addiction. Joey, you have your fancy bubbly water. And I have my Coke Zero. We have our topics. So let's go ahead and get into gaming esports news. And, of course, this segment presented by GamerBytes, Bite-sized gaming and esports news delivered weekly directly to your inbox. Sign up today. Check out that spicy link in the chat. Joey, my goodness, you are on the ball today. Link already in the chat. If you're listening to the podcast, check out for that link in the show notes. Sign up today. Joey, let's get into gaming and esports news.
1: Let's go. Absolutely. So we're heading to the stars to kick things off. This is the hot topic for John and I this week, especially Uh, looking a little bit at how critics are taking Starfield. Uh, I mostly go by OpenCritic. Metacritic is another popular site out there, but it breaks it down by platform and it's a little bit harder to follow while OpenCritic kind of averages everything all together so with that being said for today we're going with open critic uh pc and xbox series x and s are where you can currently find starfield as well as cloud streaming devices uh like nvidia geforce i believe just got it today it is currently sitting in a mighty open critic rating which is pretty good overall the top critic average at 87 with 89 percent of critics recommending it so just shy of kind of that excellent 90 line um but definitely above that kind of good 80 to 82 range um Yeah, it's sitting nice and pretty. 87, I think, is a fair score for this game. I think that's somewhere right around the range I would end up putting this. I think this is what my guess ranged. I think I guessed between 87 and 91, so it's a little bit on the low end uh, of what I originally guessed, but I'm not super surprised by this, John. I think it's a great game. Uh, It does surprise me that some people don't recommend it, but at the same point, it does take a while to get into the game for some folks as well. (laughs)
0: sorry my friend just made a really stupid joke that opened himself up to a counter joke and i hit him with it and he's very mad now anywho (laughs) yes starfield absolutely incredible looking at these rankings joey there's a couple oddballs here Uh, and it feels like people it feels like outlets certain outlets give ratings for the clicks more than anything else um I find it very hard to believe. Yes, it's a Bethesda game. Yes, it has bugs. All new games have bugs because the days of developers putting out a 100% complete game uh, on launch is long gone. Because Why? Because of the internet. So it doesn't matter. So yes, it has bugs, but the bugs aren't that bad. I have played games that were supposedly like 100% bug-free apparently on launch. And there were game, there were bugs that crashed the game. There were bugs that made the game completely unplayable. There were bugs and system issues that forced a certain platform to issue refunds and start and stop selling a certain game because it was so bad. <coughs> Cyberpunk. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, uh, but yet, rave reviews for that one. But here comes Starfield, an Xbox exclusive, Bethesda part of the Xbox uh, studio team. And IGN comes out and puts out a blah at best review on it. Then uh, what did they like change? Like, what did they do? The Bridger put it at six and they bumped it up to a seven. What did they, they do with that, Joe? I know there's something with IGN that they were doing.
1: I, I think it was a seven. I don't remember. Let me off to look it up. Or, um, or was but it I a know seven two And they got It was like, like IGN and GameSpot kept yeah. advertising their thing. We're like, look, what we rated Starfield, and they would retweet it and repost it or whatever it's yeah. called nowadays. Over and over. It's like, okay, guys, we get it. You scored it low, and now you're just trying to drive clicks, like you're saying, John.
0: Yeah, so like, you know, it just it's one of those things where it's like, okay, cool, great. So so you're proud that you're rating this game lower than everyone else because you want the clicks, and then you're retweeting your same bad take. Like, look, we get it. You didn't enjoy the game. Congratulations. You need to look at it from, a, from like a neutral point of view. If this game isn't for, like, prime example, Joey, when we talk about games on here, about games that are coming up that we're looking forward to, there's a lot of times where Joey will be like, hey, this is a game I'm really looking forward to. This is a game that I think has potential. There's a lot of hype around it. There's a lot of talk about it. I'm really excited for it. Then he'll be like, hey, John, what do you think? And I'll be like, this game doesn't talk to me. Like, to me, I don't get the hype. This game's not for me. Uh, while I think the game looks cool or sounds cool, I'll give it a watch. It's not a game I want to play. That's com- that's a completely acceptable take. But when but when your job is to review these games and give like an actual review that is going to be useful, don't make it clickbaity. There, there, there's no point in giving it a lower score than what everyone else is getting and retweeting it for the clicks. Like it, it, If you're going to rate it low, actually give a reason why you're rating it low. Yes, argue that the beginning of the game is a little choppy and doesn't really give you a whole lot of direction. That's my biggest gripe about Starfield. There's very little direction in the beginning of the game. Um, but once you get past that, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Like, that's that's an early game hurdle that can easily be fixed. That That's an early game hurdle that a lot of people can get over. Um, but I don't know. Like, to me, it's like if if you're – complaining about again the blades of grass or something stupid like that how it looks you're missing the point of the game the story is incredible for where i'm in the game uh like i was joking in the beginning i just recently made it to earth on the main storyline it's absolutely incredible you can go pretty much anywhere you want on earth you can see uh, what's become of earth you can see different places on earth it's really really freaking cool um it's It's fascinating. Like if you're there to play a good RPG game, that's like a space opera, if you will. um, That that has really cool weapons, a really cool um, exploration system, a lot of planets you can visit, a lot of customization. Uh, it's that's what it's about. Like, don't like if you complain and just focus on strictly the negative stuff. Yeah. You're going to write a crappy review. And like, and that's essentially what I got from IGN's review. I was I, I thought that they completely missed the point on their review. That's just me though.
1: I mean, John, if you think the IGN was bad, this is one of my favorites. Uh, this comes from James Sterling of the gymquisition. Uh, he rated Starfield a four out of 10 with the following quote. Starfield is a shallow ocean hiding its lack of creative ambition behind the physical size of a universe that's minuscule where it counts tell me you haven't played the game and you wrote a review anyway yeah like i mean that game is freaking massive i don't care you can complain about some older npc models you can complain about lack of tutorials at the beginning which i 100 percent agree with you can complain about the uh, the way space travel is done there's a lot of menu management Uh, inventory management is a fine complaint sure bugs it's bethesda There's a lot fewer of them, but there's still bugs for sure. Uh, I think one thing, regardless of how you want to review this game, you cannot say this game is small. I mean, for one, it takes up a hell of a lot of space on my hard drive. But two, there's a thousand planets you can travel to. And sure, some of them are generated. But some of the cities in this game are bigger than full-on games themselves. Yes. I I don't see how anyone can call this game minuscule at the very
0: least. I think one of my favorite ones is someone who said... After walking in a straight line for 40 minutes, they (laughs) ran into an invisible wall. I'm sorry. If that's going to be your complaint, that you wasted 40 minutes of your life looking for something to complain about, that says more about you than it does the game. Uh, Joey, I felt like I've explored entire planets in a full 360-degree trip around the planet. Never came across an invisible wall. And if I did, you want to know what? Maybe it's because they created a thousand planets and they didn't want to, like, I don't know, do everything on a thousand planets. Like, this game, like you said, is is freaking massive. There's a ton of stuff to do. Like, I know for a fact the Apollo landing site on the moon is a thing. It's all over social media. It's not a spoiler. It has nothing to do in-game. I don't care. You can find it on the moon that's kind of cool and if i run into an invisible wall on the way guess what i'm just gonna go around it uh or it means i'm not supposed to be in that area it's completely fine i don't I mean i've traveled
1: pretty freaking far and have not hit any walls like i mean that is just
0: i'm really curious as to what planet they were on that they walked (laughs) for 40 minutes and hit an invisible wall um anywho that's
1: I I just want to know why you're walking in a straight line other than to find an invisible wall there because people have nothing else
0: better to do. They want to take the only thing that a a majority of gamers are happy about being Starfield, a new RPG from a a great developer in Bethesda that's known for making uh, great story based and story driven games with a lot of lore and a lot of action behind it and just find anything they can do to rain on the parade because they're miserable, pathetic people that all they want to do is is, oh, look at my YouTube video I'm going to post on Twitter because I ran in a straight line for 40 minutes because I got nothing else better to do. Like, I don't know, play the damn game, but I'm going to run in a straight line for 40 minutes because I want to find something wrong with the game. Well, congratulations. Go write a song about it. Maybe you can be the next iTunes Top one song on the charts by complaining about something that has nothing to do with you. How, how about you do that? That makes a no, it's, it's stupid. It's absolutely <laughs> stupid. Play the damn game and enjoy it. It's as simple as that. It's a really fun game. If you actually open your mind up and play the game, even if you play it the way Joey plays it by doing all the side quests. Now, Joey, I am pleased to say I did channel my inner Joey. Oh, um, and I did do a full side quest of wow. like a faction because it was great. It was a corporate espionage thing. Um, I, I, I don't want to go into it because I highly recommend everyone plays it because some of the items you get from that quest line are incredible.
1: Mm.
0: Um, I, I don't want to give anything away because it, it is a big spoiler, but that quest line was absolutely f- fantastic. If you enjoy games like Siphon Filter, uh, Metal Gear Solid, stealth-based games, the corporate espionage side quests, 100% up your alley. I freaking loved it. Wish there was more than 12 missions, though. That's that's my only gripe.
1: There probably is some other corporate espionage stuff within there. Like, one of the things I'm doing as a side quest right now is um, it's almost like a debt collector for Galbank, which has been no. hella <laughs> fun. Is yeah. it really? Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to look for that. That's fun. Oh, um, yeah. There's some cool stuff in there. Yeah, I
0: think the corporate uh, is Ryujin.
1: Oh, Industries? Yeah, I think that sounds familiar.
0: Um, That is absolutely fantastic. A lot of questionable business practices. Mm. Um, But if you need to get good at picking locks, being sneaky, highly recommend going along there. And uh, the rewards, again, absolutely incredible. Tons of money that flows in there. highly 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 recommend going down that road
1: i (sighs) love it there's a big Rex guys from john over there so check out that corporate espionage one and to sign up for that remind me it's the panel in new atlantis right
0: correct it's a kiosk you start out with and i honestly didn't know what i was doing when i did it Mm. and then when i got to neon city where everything is based out of um it first off neon city is incredible you I have really you love neon, yeah. neon yeah. City that could that area could be a game of its own mm-hmm. just there's so much going on in there this the the city is ma- all these cities are massive but mm-hmm. there's so much going on in there not just from you know quest wise side quests but the the story the lore the the interconnections the the um, if you like Star Wars especially the The prequels. Now, this is going to rub some people the wrong way. Yes, Star Wars is political. Neon City is very political also. Uh, There's a lot of uh, imbalance, if you will. There's a lot of uh, separation between different classes in society there. It is a fascinating city. It is a very imperfect city, which makes it incredible. It is so dynamic. And just looks beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, and the uh, outfits you can get to put your character in when you're not in a space suit. Neon City has the best except for the dancer.
1: Outfit. Oh, the dancer. That's I got a little that weird.
0: A <laughs> it's a little weird. It's 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 a little strange. Uh, um, but hey, if you go to the Astral Club, hey, you know, you'll see people in it. It's like mm, a little dancing. It's really fun. But uh, yeah, I yeah, love it. It is City. good.
1: I think one of the things they do really well with a lot of the cities is the verticality, too like New Atlantis has like its whole like underground system and you kind of learn it early on in the game, but there's a lot of good verticality with how high buildings are versus how low cities can go. Uh, And it's similar with the class system, like John was saying, you have some of the biggest businesses in Neon, but then you also have some of the lower class uh, issues where there's like drug trafficking and different things going on as well. Um, So there is a lot to behold through Starfield, uh, especially in those major cities. Uh, one more. <laughs> I love some of these reviews. They're just so bad; it just doesn't make sense. Uh, this one's three and a half stars from PC Mag. Starfield is a massive star. <laughs> Starfield is a massive space-based RPG with a galaxy of content to explore, but it has a surprising lack of ambition. Uh, can you tell me how oh, that wh- sentence even works? <laughs> like, what? It, it,
0: it's an incredible game with uh. a great story, and it's so massive, but it lacks ambition. Name one other game
1: just doesn't make that any
0: offers sense. a thousand planets that you can go to. Name another game that has as many quests in it, many side quests and many different options and just the replayability. Joey, I haven't gotten to New Game Plus yet, but I have a feeling, especially based upon how the story of this game is going, I'm going to be replaying this game a crap ton. Uh, it's incredible, and I really don't want to dive into it because it's a massive, massive spoiler. But it is, there were, let me put it to this way. The other night, Joey, I mentioned this on our Discord, uh, otn.me slash, discord.me slash otn.
1: There you go. Uh, (laughs) Whatever. (laughs)
0: Uh, Just join it. I don't know. Just Uh. click on random links. Um, I was playing this weekend, Joey, I believe it was Sunday night, And I lost track of time next thing I knew it was 3 a.m. in the morning uh, and I have to be at work at eight, which means I'm normally up by six. So I did not sleep very well that night. But uh, the cool thing was, is I was so in depth, like so entranced, I should say, with the story. And there was a major, major plot twist I was not expecting. That I had to make sure I wasn't loud to wake my neighbors up. I was. I, I jumped off my couch. And was like, are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding? It blew my mind. And then the story that devolved from that moment was incredible. And that's the reason why I think replayability is going to be massive in this game. It's. Joey, I can't wait till you get there because I really want to talk about it with somebody. And I don't know anybody else who's gotten to that point
1: yet. I'm curious <laughs> if Pot of Luck is there yet. He might be up there. He said he's um, been, he hasn't been.
0: He has played in over a week.
1: But he had like 25, 30 hours in his first week. So he might be there. Um, you know what, I'm going to mess with I'm going to take
0: him. a look right now
1: at how much time I have in this game. Oh, I, you I'm, are probably, I'm going to guess, 37 and a half hours. Uh, dun done, done, done.
0: So, fun fact I recently got the screen on my iPhone replaced yesterday because uh-huh. I had a crack in it and wanted to get it fixed before I go to Denver. And because I'm running the beta software on it, they had to wipe my phone, so oh. I'm still in the process of signing back into everything, uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're back in to, to Xbox with all the amazing screenshots I've taken from Starfield. Who would have guessed? Oh, uh, man, those are pretty. doesn't mean.: I would love to show you, Joey, but they have massive spoilers in them. Yeah, I bet they um, do. Let's see here. Recently played. Uh, that is a lie. Where is Starfield? That's literally the last game I played.
1: I'm about to look it up and find it before you. <sighs> uh, actually, the app is not working for me. This app is stupid. Yeah, mine says I have no friends. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me something I don't know. (laughs) It's like, hello, app. Uh, Uh,
0: That's so funny. Let's see. Let's see. I see Joey on on here. here. Okay, I have 17 achievements.
1: Dang, you really are popping them quick in there.
0: Uh, And they're all diamond too, because. Yeah, I mean the game is
1: freaking massive. Um okay i have found your time what did i say 36 tell me what it is because i can't
0: find it on here 24
1: plus 15 you're at 39 hours and 27 minutes
0: we're gonna break 40 tonight boys let's go
1: hey yeah you've put in some healthy time got a whole side quest line done big congrats there uh (laughs) john leading me in the achievement hunt is also incredibly impressive uh, I breathe achievements, I feel like, some days. And John is just dominating me in this game on the achievement front. So The sad part is I could, care l- there too.
0: I could care less about achievements. But you're and, progressing like, through
1: story, and I mean a and, lot and, of them are ch- story-based.
0: And Joey's, like, messaging me on Discord. He's like, congrats on the Chivo popping. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that's a thing, too. And then it's like, <laughs> Joey's so caught up in the achievements. I love
1: achievements. And I could, like,
0: care less. And, he's, and the, he's like, I don't know how you're doing I'm just, I'm a nerd. It is what it is.
1: you gotta love it you got to love it um but yeah overall i feel like the game is pretty good i feel like i have not played enough hours to judge it fully yet uh i think i'm somewhere between an eight out of ten and a nine out of ten trending more toward a nine out of ten at this point Uh, i think one of the things with starfield compared to some other games a lot of other games you can start off and you get a good feel for it pretty early on with starfield being so massive and being (laughs) so bad at telling you how to do all these things and all these systems exist early on As you go through the game, you realize, like, oh, hey, I can teleport back to my ship if I'm this close. I can get my ship's cargo space if I'm here. I have this, and I have that, and oh, this is a health bar that I didn't realize showed up in this area. And there's just so many different little aspects that are not explained very well. And I think as you learn more of those, you realize that the quality of the game is higher than you initially thought uh, as far as the systems go. So for me, that's why I'm trending more toward that 9 out of 10 at this point.
0: Yeah. um, I still don't understand how to do outposts yet. Uh, Yeah, they're hard. They don't really explain it to you. I get the basics of you need materials to build the parts. That makes sense. You also have to provide power, but it doesn't really tell you what kind of power you need per planet. And it's just like, here, you figure it out yourself. But like, there's nothing even in the building menu that tells you what to do. Right. Um, so it's I would like a little bit more direction. Usually I don't like games when they hold your hand too much. This one I'm like please please, yeah. please <laughs> hold my hand a little please. Like p- yeah. please Bethesda, help me. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna play your game but I don't know how. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just wild. The systems, they're just so deep. And even the travel thing, like I get people want to fly around in the plane and land directly on the planet. And I think there's things they could have done better. Um, But I'm not super opposed to the travel system either. I kind of like navigating through a menu, finding my quest and being like, okay, it's on this planet. Let's at least fly there and kind of work my way around from there. Uh, Just because, again, you can sink endless hours into this game. So anything that speeds it up a little bit here and there, I'm totally okay with at times.
0: And on top of it, too, Joey, it's not like you click on a place you want to go and then it goes load screen and boom, you're there. There's a grab jump. There's a landing sequence. There's 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 visuals that make it so it's not boring. Is it the same every time? Pretty much. But it gives you enough that makes it feel like you're not just clicking in a menu, loading into that planet and then going. Mm-hmm. um so w- w- which th- that is a nice feature i do wish flying like hand flying was a little bit less Faster. tedious enjoy yeah. what was it It took us like a day to figure out how to fast travel like <laughs> it felt like a day at least like i was sitting there playing on early release and i'm like like oh this is only like f- you know 14 light years away and like i'm cruising over here at like 900 whatever an hour i'm just like oh yeah, this is gonna be fun like just keep going and it was like like 15 minutes later it's like I've made, like, 0.1% distance on it. And I was like, this is going to take forever. And then Joey was like, oh, yeah, I think you just click on it on the map. And I was like, oh, that would have been nice if they told you you could do that. Yeah. And then, like, the next day, uh, you were like, oh, yeah, if you hit left bumper and go into um, whatever mode it was. The scan mode. Your yeah. scan mode. You can, like, click on it from there and land from there. You don't have to go into the menu. And I was just like, really, Bethesda? You can't tell me this. Like, you just... Plug and play. Okay, that's fine. that's I mean, that's
1: hand. a perfect example too, yeah. right? Like we could have spent <laughs> endless amounts of time just trying to fly to this planet that we might never make it to in a lifetime. It feels like so it's in our real like life that, that I feel like <laughs> could have been explained much, much better in certain tutorials. And I like it. I like that they throw you in there. They're kind of like give you that creative freedom to figure things out on your own. But like John said, I think a little bit more hand-holding here and there. Like, hey. You can fly for 10 hours if you want to this planet, but you could also just click this menu button and get there in under 10 minutes. So I think some of that could have been done a little bit better. And hopefully under 10 as seconds. patches come through, uh, maybe not cyberpunk levels of 10,000 pages of patches, but some patches that maybe add in a few little tool tips here and there for new players would be nice. Anything else to say on Starfield? I know we could probably talk for hours. And once we get a little farther out, maybe a month or so out, and we both have finished the game and everyone has had a fair chance to play it, maybe we could do like a full-on spoiler episode or something at that point. Because I feel like the story, there's a lot of depth, um, both in the main story as well as the side quests. I mean, some of the writing in these side quests, like John was saying with the corporate espionage, uh, I've done a number of the other ones as well. There's some really freaking good writing. And this game also has like a 100-something Easter eggs in it. So people are finding wild Easter eggs of, like, voice lines from past Bethesda games or, like, Metal Gear Solid references uh, or, like, um, there's kind of, like, a cool little Batman Easter egg that goes on as well. On top of that, all the shipbuilding people are doing. I mean, we've seen stuff from the Halo Pelican to, like, Star Wars ships to the frickin' Magic School Bus uh, created as a ship, so... There is a lot of creativity in the end game as far as shipbuilding goes as well. So, lots of fun stuff that we can kind of touch on once we get more into that spoiler territory a little bit down the line. Yes. Okay, let's keep it moving. We are a little past 8:30 here, so the Unity situation. This is a giant freaking mess. Uh, what is one way to piss everyone off add random fees that get taxed on to your developers who are currently (laughs) using your platform Uh, unity technology is really popular for up-and-coming game developers as well as pre-situated game developers Uh, they have a nice buy your seat situation per user then from there you can dive in develop your game how you want Uh, it's also a cross-platform engine something that a lot of people are kind of moving toward in today's day and age as well well Maybe they'll be moving away from it after this new policy. They started rolling out a new business model, and it has been frustration all over the place since they ended up doing it. Uh, So to give you guys a little bit of a look inside what this change means, games developed using the lower-cost plan will face charges once they hit $200,000 in revenue in a year and 200,000 lifetime installations. Now, that sounds like a lot, but you put a game on something like Game Pass, you put a game on PS Plus, uh and those can rack up very quickly for some of these small games that are discovered by gamers who aren't paying anything up front and they're just trying the game and then they might end up falling in love with it they might just download it for a few minutes and get rid of it Um, but with 25 million users on game pass it's very easy for someone to see an attractive game uh, like a uh, turnip boy has tax evasion or whatever the name of that thing was, and Commits just download tax it. Evasion. Like who would have played that game if like it's just on Game Pass? And John's like, why not? And then I ended up trying it, and then we had a bunch of other people end up trying it, and we're all playing this freaking turnip game that no one heard of before <laughs> it popped up on Game Pass. So those can add up very very quickly. On top of that, with Unity Pro and Unity Enterprise accounts, they have a threshold of one million dollars. So those are your bigger kind of AAA games and one million lifetime installations before they're charged so once developers using the unity engine surpass these thresholds what's going to happen well those using the lower tier plans will have to pay the company 20 cents per game installation with those in the higher tier paying anywhere from one cent to 15 cents per installation now again it doesn't sound like a lot up front but those dollars add up quite a bit just ask anyone who gets taxed Uh, there is a lot of money that can be taken from those little amounts overall so looking at some of the games this is going to impact you guys have probably heard of most of these Among Us, giant freaking game, thousands upon thousands of downloads, Genshin Impact, Cuphead, Hollow Knight, Firewatch, Outer Wilds, Cold of the Lamb, Pokemon Go, freaking ginormous amounts of downloads, and many, many others as well. Uh, So this is a very, very big impact situation from games from small developers all the way up to big developers, and this kind of runtime fee, uh, it's supposed to be retroactive as well, um, which is insanity to me as well. Uh, but there's plenty of insanity all around. So we've seen developers speak out about it. Since then, they've started to roll things back a little bit. The rollback's still not very pretty, but it helps define a couple things. Uh, they've mentioned, uh, let's just taking a quick look, reinstall charges. So initially they said they were going to, if John played Starfield, deleted it, reinstalled it, played a little more, deleted it, reinstalled it, they would charge him three times or charge the creator of Starfield, in this case Bethesda, three times. So they're now saying that does not count. John just gets charged once, or the company rather, for John's install that one time. Fraudulent install charges. This is another thing people are worried about. If one developer is outspoken uh, and takes an angle that people don't like, what's stopping John from downloading his game 20, 30 times? Uh, or pirating it and downloading it over and over. So they once again qualified that that would be in that new reinstall phase uh, where that would not be counted as well. Another issue, trials and demos. One of the ways developers get their games out there are putting demos on PlayStation and Xbox and on Steam. A lot of people were worried those charges were going to be included, uh, given the way the initial thing was written. Uh, So they've come out and said, hey, these are not going to count as well. Now, again, they're starting to work their way out of this hole, but it's still not a great situation to be in. Uh, Web and streaming games, those are also not going to count either. And then charity-related installs, those are like your Humble Bundles, for example. A lot of people throw keys out to those developers, or developers rather, to Humble Bundle, and then people would buy those bundles and they didn't really want to get charged for a ton of that as well. So I feel like Unity is slowly moving their way back in the right direction, Um, but again, it's a little too slow and I think a lot of people are going to end up leaving this engine as a result of this because one, even if they do walk the whole thing back, what's stopping them from doing something like this again? Uh, and it could really pivot a developer into a really bad spot, especially a small developer that could have a game go viral on something like a Game Pass or PS Plus.
0: <laughs> this whole thing is so stupid. It's so like, dumb. I like w- When when I first saw this released, I, I looked at it and I was like, this has to be a joke. This has to like, be like the world's latest April Fool's joke. And it's not. Like, it's honestly as bad as it sounds like this is i don't know what unity's thinking like they're literally just gonna like no one's gonna use them ever again like there's zero point in them doing this like they could change no matter what they change like i guarantee right now people are like look we we need to get off this engine we need to like just do something else we need to develop our own jump to another one we need to get off of everything unity right now and i don't blame them Uh, absolutely insane absolutely crazy terrible business move uh, and a terrible move for the gaming industry in general
1: yeah it's wild and so unsurprisingly john uh, when ea was voted the worst company in america the head of ea at that time is now the head of unity uh so you what? can kind of cross there a little bit um obviously he needs to look in the mirror a little bit and figure out uh, maybe things should be done a little differently but yes uh, i think it's one thing to talk through with people using your product and maybe give them Uh, A little bit more of a warning of a direction you might be heading versus putting out all of these predatory business model practices, uh, especially in something that people are already paying thousands of dollars for seats to use your stuff. Like I think it's like $2,000 or something a seat for a user to use Unity, which is a pretty expensive fee overall. And they're paying that, I believe, monthly, if I remember correctly. I'm not a developer. I haven't looked this much into this. Um, But overall, if you look anywhere on social media, on X, on Instagram, wherever it may be, There is no doubt you'll find many, many developers, hundreds to thousands of developers currently complaining about these changes to Unity because it's just it's not very developer-friendly. And given the fact that all these other places already take fees, if you list it on Steam, there's a fee. If you list it on Epic, there's a fee. PlayStation, Xbox, fees. Uh, If you're on Apple and Google Play on mobile devices, there are giant fees. And then on top of that, you're saying, hey, you're also going to tax me as well as the engine. And then your publisher is going to take a cut. What are developers left with at that point? Because you're taking cuts for the store, you're taking cuts for the developer, you're taking cuts for the engine that you developed it in, and then, oh my gosh, what if it's on sale too? What are you even making at that point? Uh, So I really feel for developers here, especially indie developers, and I really hope this is something that is reversed sooner than later. Uh, on to the more exciting things. So uh, again, we usually joke about yelling at people on Twitter, but you guys are more than welcome to yell at Unity. Uh, do it nicely. Uh, you can be aggressive, but let's not be like racial or sexual or anything wacky out there, guys. We'll Joey, just like Joey, hey, this is not Joey, okay. Unity, Joey.
0: Like- <laughs> If anyone is sexual to Unity,
1: I mean, people about are this, weird on like, social
0: media. What are they uh, gonna do? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna tie you up and call you Daddy Unity. Like, <laughs> like, wh- wh- it, 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 Joey, it's a company. Why would anyone be sexual to a company? Like, oh, I'm not gonna cook you your favorite meal when you come over later tonight, Unity. <laughs> I mean, you're <laughs> joking
1: about this, but I guarantee, if we go into those replies, there's at least one, if not multiple. I I feel like that is just the thing nowadays on social media. It's like people are wacky, dude. People are out there at the very least. Um, But yeah, it's it's wild. So just be smart, uh, but you can be mildly aggressive. Let them know your mind. Let them know uh, how this is affecting the livelihood of developers out there as well.
0: Okay, Joe, I'm I'm through about 100 replies and not a single one saying UU Senpai spank me. (laughs) <laughs> uh, to Unity at all. I'll
1: um, try to find you one later. Uh, please I do. I, I'm very somewhere. curious
0: about this now. I, I want to see people getting sexual over this whole
1: Unity thing. I have <laughs> seen some wacky stuff on the Twitterverse over there. Um, <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure there was some about Unity. I know there was some about PlayStation Showcase stuff, but I'm pretty sure there was some uh. Unity stuff in there too. Um, but, yeah, it, it's wild. It is a wild place and a wild time um. to be alive. Uh, but thankfully, our Earth is doing all right here. Maybe not the case in Starfield. You'll have to go check that out on your own, though. Next up, showcases. Nintendo Direct. It is tomorrow, uh, September 14th at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time for you West Coasters. Uh, we're looking at about 40 minutes long in length, maybe just shy of that. And they'll be focusing on games releasing on the Nintendo Switch this winter. Uh, so somewhere kind of in that October to February window would be my guess overall. Um Yeah, there should be a decent amount. I mean, 40 minutes is a good time length for games to be shown. I feel like the Switch has some nice things up their sleeves. Uh, There are rumors that the Switch 2 or Switch whatever, Pro, whatever we want to call it nowadays, uh, will make an appearance at this one. I have not heard anything to corroborate that. Uh, There have been rumors for the last, like, four to six showcases. So I would say take that with a giant Switch-sized grain of salt um, because I do not expect it to show up here. But there is always a possibility that Nintendo does come out and surprise us as well. Anything in particular you're hoping to see at the Nintendo Direction? You want to see a little link action, some Metroid action, a uh, Pikmin? What you're thinking?
0: Oh my gosh, no. Uh what was it? What, what was it? Um was it OG Flavortown that said it on our Discord?
1: Oh, the Tom uh, Clancy stuff?
0: Yeah. I, I don't see Tom Clancy coming to the mm-hmm. Switch. Uh, I don't know. Like, like to me that just doesn't it doesn't fit the Switch's like library. Like I get Call of Duty's going to it. Like, that's fine. And, like, that is is what it is. But, like, I don't know. Like, it just doesn't seem like a Nintendo Switch game. But.
1: Yeah. No, I can feel that. Um, and some of those especially, I mean, some of the older ones, they could probably run natively. But some of the other ones, I think yeah. they would probably have to run cloud based if I had to guess. Um, But, yeah, we'll keep an eye out. Again, OG Flavortown over on Discord.me forward slash OTN. Would love to see some Tom Clancy stuff, um, but we will see if his dreams are met tomorrow during that Nintendo Direct. Again, September 14th at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Later that afternoon, we get graced by the presence of the latest state of play from PlayStation. That is going to be, again, September 14th. This one at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific. Uh, To quote Sony's blog here, and to set expectations, Tomorrow's broadcast will focus on updates to previously announced games coming to PlayStation consoles, from indie and PSVR 2 highlights to major upcoming titles from our third-party partners. Our latest show has something for everyone. And then semi-related also this week for PlayStation fans, we should see some looks at Spider-Man 2. A number of influencers were able to go hands-on with it this past week, and those previews I believe are embargoed until Friday morning, uh, so look forward to some of those popping up as well. Uh, John, as far as the state of play goes, we have not been super impressed with the last couple. Uh, I know the one in May was supposed to be better than it was, but some stuff got changed last minute, uh, and they did end up cutting about 15 to 20 minutes of some pretty good stuff, in my humble opinion. It sounds like that has been delayed even longer, so I do not expect us to see it at this one. Uh, some of the stuff you could see, Foam Stars, uh, the old Splatoon kind of knockoff version from Square Enix, I think could make an appearance here. Um, there are a number of other games that we have seen from PlayStation in recent months that could make their way here as well um i know there's some rumors out there and i'll try to pull them up as we go Um, but overall john anything in particular you would like to see from playstation uh we do know the metal gear games the collection is coming out i believe in october and i want to say playstation has marketing rights for that so we could get a look at that metal gear collection here as well
0: um what was that like murder pokemon game like the 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 the, the Pokemon oh. game that was clearly a rip-off but like there was like murder involved in
1: Pal, like Pal World or something I think.
0: I I, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I want more of that,
1: please. That's what I want. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh let me see. I feel like I saw some like rumors of things, <clears throat> but I of course do not have them up at the moment uh and i do not see them at the moment either um but i'll try to find some more rumors as we go unfortunately i just do not see where i saw them at the moment and i have not had a chance to speak to any playstation contacts, so i'm really not 100 sure what's at this show um but again guys a lot of people go into these with high expectations uh i told you guys to go into higher expectations in may and obviously it backfired at the last minute uh this one i would definitely keep low again this is indies and psvr2 highlights as well as some major upcoming titles from third-party partners Do not go into this expecting a God of War. Do not go into this expecting the next Horizon expansion. You are not going to get those games at this showcase. It is not big first-party showcase stuff. Uh, This is mainly focused on third-party partners throughout the industry as well as some of those smaller indie partners as well. I see you cracking up over there. What are you laughing at? Off-topic.
0: So, like, I'm closing out the windows over here on my other monitor, and it refreshed my Twitter. And complete side note – uh, college football. Nebraska fans are some of the biggest whiniest babies on the planet. They are so obsessed with the beatdown that Colorado gave them last weekend that they are still whining and complaining about it. That this popular Corn Husker. First off, what's a Corn Husker? Like that's a is that a real mascot? Um, a guy puts up there goes. I received some thousand. I received thousands of. Some of the most hateful, nasty, and vile tweets, DMs, and Facebook messages, all from Colorado fans. Legitimately thousands. They are far and away the worst fan base I've ever encountered. Barstool Colorado with a single tweet of The Rock saying, shut up. Beep. And that's all it was. And that's what got me laughing. I'm sorry. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> it just popped up. Like, luckily, I didn't have this on, on stream. But, like, it was the funniest. I'm sorry. It, it just caught me right. It was so good. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Love it. Sidetracked. Love it. I was trying to find the schedule for this thing, but I can't find it either. Uh, This is what happens when you work all day and you're not able to pull up notes ahead of the show. Um, But we do have a couple other showcases to look forward to. That is the RGG Like a Dragon Direct. Uh, Quite the name coming out for that one. September 19th is the date. A little bit later on, you have the Tokyo Game Show. That one is going to be a big one, one of the biggest game shows in Asia. It's going to run September 21st through the 24th. Uh, A number of big developers are going to be there. Xbox has a showcase there. They're like fifth or sixth of the summer, it feels like. You have another showcase from Square Enix there. Sega is going to have a showcase there as well. Um, Trying to think of some of the other big ones, the people who do Genshin Impact, Mihoyo uh, in Hoyoverse or whatever, um, the actual name of the developer that I can't remember. I think it's Mihoyo. Um, They're going to be there as well. There's going to be a couple other big Japanese ones, like Level 10, I think, is going to be there. Um, a number of them over there ov- overall. So lots of big showcases, lots of big Asian development talent going on there as well. Uh, I cannot deal with you right now. <laughs> this is actually on topic, sir. <laughs> this is actually on topic. I, the, that situation is a giant mess. Um, John <laughs> is posted. Go ahead, John. Read it out. Uh, this is from... <laughs> The Unity CEO in relation to his previous experience with EA, like we mentioned.
0: I'm going to keep my ma- I'm gonna have to, to censor myself here. Hopefully I do a better job than ESPN does with Pat McAfee. Hey. Um, he was CEO when FIFA 9 launched with loot boxes. Last year, he said devs making games without monetiz- monetization in mind are effing idiots. In an EA stockholder meeting, he entertained the idea of charging one dollar to reload an ammo clip in Battlefield.
1: The dude's this, an idiot. Like this what?
0: Guy, seriously. Like that is
1: corporate greed to a whole
0: nother level. This guy uh, this guy, Joey, I'm gonna cuss. It's it's one word. I apologize, but I think you'll approve of this. He's a dumbass. He's he's a dumbass. I'm going to call it as I see it. This is the this guy needs to be like thrusted into the vacuum that is Starfield space (laughs) and just go away. He's an absolute moron. Just unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it's wild. I mean, charging for people to reload ammo clips. Oh, no. The amount of money I would spend. What?
0: He looks like a sloth.
1: Okay, stop that. We're going to go back on topic here. Uh, As we get closer to wrapping up the show, just want to touch on a couple more things that do not include sloths, surprisingly enough. Um, Game Pass Core. For those currently on Xbox Live Gold, you are getting converted tomorrow. Congrats. Hello, if you didn't know. Uh, You still get all your good old benefits of Xbox Live Gold. You still get your online multiplayer. You can still connect to your friends. Cloud saves all that goodness, but... You also get access to the core games in Game Pass, uh, which is going to be somewhere around 36 available at launch. Just to quickly run down those titles, we have Among Us, Astroneer, Celeste, Dead Cells, Descenders, Dishonored 2, Doom Eternal Standard Edition, Fable Anniversary, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Firewatch, Forza Horizon 4 Standard Edition, Gang Beast, Gears 5 Game of the Year Edition, Golf with Your Friends, Grounded, Halo 5 Guardians, Halo Wars 2, Hellblade, Sin with Sacrifice, Human Fall Flat, Inside, Limbo, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Overcooked 2, Payday 2, Crime Wave Edition, Power Wash Simulator, Psychonauts 2, Slay the Spire, Spiritfarer, Farewell Edition, Star F- Stardew Valley, State of Decay 2, Juggernaut Edition. John, I'm going to kill you. What did I do? What are what? you cracking what? up over? I, I am having such a hard time not do- laughing and you what? just like giggling in the side. What uh am I doing? Super Liminal. The Elder Scrolls Online. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. Unpacking and Vampire Survivors. Uh, so somewhere around 35 to 36 games as I'm here now looking at John's chair bouncing up and down. Um yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> quite the Quite the collection at start. And I think it's a nice little bonus for all those who are on Xbox Live. Gold who are now switching over to game pass this library in addition is going to be updated two to three times a year what does that mean i don't really know it could mean new titles get added it could mean some get rotated out Uh, it could mean john laughs at you in the corner of your monitor as you're trying to read long lists of things it could mean any of these things um but what it does mean is you're getting converted tomorrow uh congrats to most of you as it pretty much is what you were paying for before plus now access to maybe 35 games you did not have access to before Uh, You crack me up. What is this? Oh, yeah, I saw this. I don't know what I did.
0: I don't know what I did wrong, Joey.
1: I don't either. Um, John just posted this link as well. And I don't think we mentioned this earlier. Um, On September 6th, the good old sloth looking president, as John calls him, of Unity Software did sell off 2,000 shares of the company. Uh, That is a good insight, good indicator of insider trading. Uh, He pretty much knew this was going to not go down well if he's selling off all of the shares, yet he still decided to move forward with it. Uh, Thankfully, not charging people for guns, ammo, like ammo clips and guns used on people who develop in Unity Engine. Um, But overall, there are so many bad decisions being made with that new Unity Change. Taxation is not really the way to go here in many humble opinions of developers, Um, But yeah, again, this guy, there's so many things that can be investigated with him selling off 2,000 shares of the company early. It definitely makes some eyes turn to maybe some insider trading going on there, Uh, especially with him being the head of the company right before a big decision like this goes down. Anything else on Game Pass Core or this Unity mess? (laughs) No. No. I don't want to be yeah. accused of anything else, Joey. Oh, my gosh. I tell you, I tell you. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have League of Legends, the new champion spotlight on Briar, who is making her way to League of Legends as we get ready to wrap up today's show. Uh, she's very creepy, kind of vampire looking girl. Uh, she has some dual blade action and just kind of runs around like a straight up creeper, if you ask me. We don't have a full look at the kit as far as writing down goes, so we can't describe it too freely here. Uh, but we can't throw it up on the screen and talk through it a little bit for those here live with us on Twitch. Uh, John, what are your thoughts on the look of Briar so far, champion design wise? I
0: love it. Um, it. It's a player that is definitely not in my wheelhouse. A champion that's not in my wheelhouse, but just. It screams OP from the get-go. Just her mobility, the damage output. I love the character design. This is incredible. This is probably one of the better-looking champions they've developed in a very long time. Uh, I I love it. I think it's great. I I think she's broken, so she'll definitely get that patch two weeks later after she comes out. Um, But, yeah, she looks good.
1: Yeah, I think they did a really good job. One of the interesting factors with her that kind of sets her apart from other champions so far is she does not regen health. So the only way you can regen health, you can't do it naturally. You have to do it through potions. You Mm -hmm. have to do it through killing of other things, which in this case is a blood meter per se. Uh, As you kill things in the jungle, as you kill other champions, that's kind of how you bring your health back up to par here Um, but overall it's some very interesting abilities like you said there's a lot of movement Uh, if she's able to land certain skill shots she can kind of jump to them it seems kind of on those later abilities so a lot of kind of jumping around a lot of movement that requires hitting those initial shots so very high skill cap like john was saying probably not a champion in either of our wheelhouse um, but for those high players that are very very good with movement mobility uh, mechanics in general she looks like she could be a very very op champion to hit the rift here very soon anything else you want to say on this new champion starfield unity these upcoming (coughs) showcases gaming thoughts in general good sir Uh,
0: no (laughs) i think i've done enough damage in this episode
1: (laughs) yeah it's been it's been quite a bit uh we have covered a decent amount again a lot of starfield on this one at least half an hour of starfield discussion which we hope to bring you guys a lot more and maybe we'll do something else maybe we can even do like a discord stage thing Uh, where we get up there show some screenshots off maybe talk through some of the gameplay spoiler uh, included once we do both get to that main story conclusion as well as give you guys a little bit more time to breathe in the game as i know some people are diving right through that main story and going to new game plus others are going very heavy in the side quests Others are just RPing the heck out of the game, which I think is a great route as well. Yes. Um, plenty of different ways to play and plenty of replayability, as John was mentioning earlier, too. So if you guys haven't dove in, Starfield is on Game Pass, also available on Steam, and now GeForce now through cloud streaming. Uh, in addition to that, there's also a plethora of other games coming out here soon. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, getting some nice early feedback, it sounds like, going back to the roots of kind of the stealth mechanics of Assassin's Creed games. You have Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2, another great sequel coming out from the PlayStation side of things. Uh, I'm trying to think there's so many freaking games coming out. I believe the Warhammer Dark Tide game is coming out pretty soon too. Early October or November, if I remember correctly. Uh, Forza Motorsport. We just had the hands-on preview of that. That looks phenomenal. Uh, could definitely be up there for one of the best racing games of all time, which it feels like every single year a new racing game kind of eclipses that title these last couple of years. We'll see if Forza Motorsport, I believe eight can continue that along. Um, but with that being said there are plenty of games to play whether you're on a subservice or not uh, backlogs are always growing and we hope you have a chance to dive into yours later this week
0: is that my cue to wrap us
1: <laughs> i think so i was trying to walk through i'm like i think he's getting close to that mixer uh, <laughs> yeah, no,
0: I mean, I, I'm connecting the Bluetooth. and doing all other fun stuff. Jo, I'm, so, know, I'm so I'm so checked I out. I gotta do laundry. I gotta pack for my trip to Denver. I gotta. Do oh
1: my gosh, bangs, what so. a night ahead for
0: you, sir! It's gonna be fantastic. I'm gonna play a little Starfield because uh, <laughs> because your boy can. I'm gonna keep exploring Earth or what's left of it. Who knows? Oh. Uh, but nation, that is gonna do it for this edition of Level Up Live. But before you go, make sure you follow the show on Twitch to catch your next episode live. If you listen to the show on our podcast feed, please do leave us a review if your podcatcher of choice allows it. Level of podcast is available on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Is Stitcher still alive? I don't know, uh, but we would love to hear from you. If you uh, would love to hear from you and our community, if you're part of our Discord or you follow us on uh, any of the social media, reach out to us. We would love to hear from you, Joey. Where can our listeners and viewers go to interact with us?
1: absolutely don't head over to stitcher because it doesn't exist anymore but these other places you can find us uh you can find us at x and facebook at otn media on top of that instagram and threads at otn underscore media and last but not least make sure to come over here follow us on twitch as well if you have a twitch prime sub we would much appreciate it too twitch.tv forward slash otn media again we're off schedule a little bit this is a wednesday typically level up thursdays at 8 p.m eastern time as well as some other streams sprinkled throughout the week here and there as well
0: Alright, make sure you tune in Next week, that is Thursday The 21st Of September As we continue to cover the latest and greatest in gaming and esports news Do your ears and eyes a nice favor, hit that sub and follow button To know when the next episode of Level Up Live is ready for your Entertainment pleasures, we will catch you all Next week, enjoy your weekend. Re-nice, re-nice. Remember to be nice To your fellow gamers Online, and as Always
1: Level Up, up.